Um, tonight, I am super passionate. And so just politely, but roughly, um, nudge your neighbor and go, Josh is passionate tonight. And so um, I honestly, watch out because um, I'm not going to be doing the, the bubblegum fairy floss message. I'm going to be going hard and um, not mean, but I'm, gonna be, I'm, gonna be, I'm passionate about this. And so let's... Um, Bring it all in. And so for those of you that are taking notes, which all of you are, of course, we're going to go, um, and other things, social media, feel free to take photos, hashtag One Youth SA, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and one day in the future, Snapchat. But we'll get there eventually. But so we, who knows, we're on a theme lately, well, I've been on a theme of stones, so hashtag stones, put that in your, in your, your post as well. Um, but we're up to part four. So Stones Part 4, and tonight, the title tonight is, I normally will share the title a bit later in my message, but we're going to start with the title, and who's ready to repeat it after me? You ready? Yep, good. So Legacy Stones. What was it? Legacy Stones. So that's what we're talking about tonight, Legacy Stones, or Stones of Legacy. Bit of an interesting title, but hopefully this will be something that we can look back in 10 years ago, you know what, Legacy Stones, that was a, a transformational message in my life, which I believe it's going to be. And so, legacy, um, it's, a, it's a word we hear quite often, we might hear it in movies, we might hear it about in books, about old people, legacy, but ultimately, legacy speaks of remains, it speaks of leftover and hand, handed down, that's what legacy speaks of, so it speaks of things that are um, leftover, things that remain, and things that were handed down. And but then, so that just starts us, legacy stones, legacy, that, that, that start um, processing in our brains. But then I was quickly doing an overview of what we've talked about in stones before to set us up for this. So we've started this whole thing of um, Ecclesi- uh, Ecclesiastes 3.5, there's a time to scatter stones and then there's a time to gather stones. And we just flipped it and said there's a time to gather stones and there's a time to scatter stones, which then we looked in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and that talks about David and Goliath. And what we had in there was, so just like in Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time to gather stones, there's a time to scatter stones. There was a time where David gathered stones, and then there was a time that he scattered them. And uh, with that, we look at those stones that David gathered. They were dangerous and deadly stones. And we believe we are deadly and dangerous stones. It doesn't mean like we're going to be killing people, but it more means that... Um, the devil, like so Goliath represents this big ugly voice, a big ugly issue, intimidating problems that we face in daily day-to-day life that go, you can't do this, you can't do that, but we, we are dangerous and deadly to that situation. We go, you know what, we may be like some little dumb round stone, but we're dangerous and we've got a potential, we've got a purpose, and we're not just going to be... Um, we're not just going to be waiting in no river, we're, getting, we're going to get scattered, we're going to get slung, and we're going to take out those voices. And so I believe Port Lincoln, um, there's, there's a Goliath voice over our... Over Port Lincoln especially, and Epic, that goes, you can't have a healthy youth ministry. You can't grow past 30. You can't grow to 50. You can't grow to 100. You can't grow to 500. But you know what? We might be some little daggy small stones, but we're gathering together. We're going to be, we're going to be scattering and watch out. That voice is going, bye-bye. And so then, and then as well, we, we focus on a part in 1 Samuel 17, 49. So if you want to write that in your notes, 1 Samuel 17, 49, it said, the rock didn't just hit Goliath, it sank in. And so we're not just going to be a youth ministry that hits this, this Goliath and just hits it for a moment. We're sinking in. We're here for the long haul. We, we're going to make, we're not just, yeah, we're not just going to tap. We're making a dent and we're going to be um, um, leaving a legacy. But we're going to be, um, we'll get into that a bit more as well. Uh, once, um, 1 Samuel 17, verse 49. Sink in. That was that it. So who, who, who reckons I'm not right there? That's what we've been on the journey of. Yep, we all remember that. Sweet. So uh, 
We can create a legacy and leave behind an awesome godly future and victory we are moving into, but I'm not speaking about us being the stones that leave a legacy, but rather I'm going to be talking about the stones that allow a legacy or the stones that legacy is built upon. And so um, as we go to the end of my message, we'll, you'll understand this hopefully and hear it. So who's got their Bible? Wave it around like they do care. i got one here. Yeah, bring, I encourage you to bring your Bible because if you get distracted... Look at the Bible, not get distracted. Or if you really have to, look at the book of maps and you get a bit more history. But, um, and plus, bring your Bibles because it's the best seat saver. Like, who's going to steal your Bible? No one. They might steal your phone, but they're not going to steal your Bible. And so I encourage you, um, bring a Bible. It's, yeah, it's an ideal seat saver. So, uh, and why do we need the seat savers? Because we love being here and the seat gets filled too quick. So, um, if you've got your Bible, Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. And then also, if you're really good with finger-locking abilities, or if you've got a cool Bible that's got two stringy things, not just one, go to Luke 6, 49, uh, 47 to 49. So that was Luke 6, 47 to 49. So I'm just going to read these two bits of Bible, get it into us. So who's ready? Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Who's ready? Sweet. Anyone, so this is Jesus speaking, not Josh. Jesus, anyone who listens to my teaching and follow, follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Say solid rock. solid rock, like a stone, like a stone, yep. Though the rains come in torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock or stones, say stones. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floodwaters come, the wind speed against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Say, push. Push. Yeah, mighty crash. That was, push. That was a bit better than if you have a stomp to it. All right. Now, Luke 6, 47 to 49, we'll jump to this one. So um, Matthew had the first perspective of this message, and so now we're here in Luke's. And so... This is what it says. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays a foundation on solid rock. Say solid rock. Hashtag stones. Good job. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground. Where... Yeah, without a foundation. When the flood water sweep against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Ooh, ouch. But um, so obviously we want to be the wise one. And so as Jesus says, wisdom is hearing his voice and doing what he says. But if, however, if you feel comfortable, just close your eyes and I'm just going to pray. And yeah, so cool. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now that you're in the building. We thank you that you've been in the building from the first song to the last song to right now. We thank you that you, you're, you're speaking and you're alive. Lord, just like as we, we hear the stories, there's a radio, Lord, and there's always the radio, um, whatever it is, frequencies around, but it's not until you, you tune in the radio that you get the, the, hit, the that, that sound, Lord. And so we just thank you, Jesus, that you've you got a radio frequency of spiritual talking ability, Lord, and we just, we just tune in to you right now, Lord, that you speak to us. And Lord, we thank you that what you might be saying to the person next to next to me may be different to what you're saying to me but you're speaking to both of us and so jesus we just pray that you'll use me as i think lord i just emptied myself as a vessel to you speak through my words and we just thank you that this message will leave people to leave this place better and we all said amen good job you're on fire tonight get the just go to the person next to you say oh fine go you're on fire tonight you're on fire yeah all righty so back to legacy 
Yeah, sweet. So legacy. Um, so as I said, yeah, just thanks. So legacy speaks of remains left over or handed down. At the church pre uh, pre. Uh, pre-church prayer meeting this morning, I shared a bit about how we serve a God of leftovers. And then I was also talking about, um, and so like, a God of leftovers, a God of more and a, more of enough, a God of abundance, and a God of overflow, a God of legacy, ultimately. And so um, we have a God that wants to see legacy built through us. And he, just like, because we talk about two little stories in the Bible, I don't have enough time to share them, but we saw there was these, pe- there, these people that had not enough food to feed people, but then God is a God of leftover and he provides from not enough to well and truly enough with leftovers. And so I believe that we, again, we may feel like we're so, in, so small, so insignificant, but we serve a God of leftovers and we serve a God of legacy. And so we're going to be, um, yeah, we're going to be a place of legacy. So um, I think reputation and legacy connect. Now, what reputation, where does that come from? But this is just something we're going to talk about. So our, and then our character determines our reputation. And our rep- reputation will link back to our legacy. And so, um, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Then, so reputation. If you're taking notes, write down the word reputation. If you don't know how to spell it, copy the person's next to your notes. If, if, if the person next to you is wrong, well, it's, at least you both got it wrong. <laughs> uh, wrong together, that always works. Um, so, uh, yeah, this, and this is what the dictionary says. So, the beliefs or opinions that are generally held about someone or something. We would agree with that. That's what reputation is. The beliefs or opinions that are generally held about someone or something. So our character determines our reputation. We would agree with that. Our character determines our reputation. So I do. And so I believe that when we change our character, we therefore will be changing our reputation. And then why is that? Because our character is who we are. That's what our character is. But our reputation is the opinion of people the opinions of what people think about us. And so when we start changing who we are, well, obviously people's opinions will start changing about who we are. We get that? Yeah, sweet. So, uh, question of reputation. Write this down. So write that down. Question of reputation. Funny line, but write that down. Question of reputation. What do people think about when my name is mentioned? That's a, that's, ponder that. What do, you think about, what do people think about when my name is mentioned? And so... Um, Turn that one off. Uh, so, and then, so, for example, so when we go to funerals, now this is where I'm going to go blunt and passionate. So we're all going to die one day. Unless Jesus comes back in the rapture tomorrow, as blunt as it gets, we're going to die. And so um, at funerals, you will often hear people talk about things about the person's life and about basically the reputation that they had or the legacy that they had. But we'll go more so to reputation and back people's characters. And so... Um, the way I like to think about it, so if, we were to, if I was to die right now, what would people say at my funeral? If you were to die right now, what would people say at your, your funeral? That's a question. What is my reputation? What, what do people think about me? What are people's opinions about me that if I was to die tomorrow, what would people be saying at my funeral the day after tomorrow? <laughs> and, so, uh, and so, yeah. And so what is my legacy? What am I leaving behind? What remains? What is left over? And so I want, I want us to think about this. And it's serious. What in my life, when I die, what is going to remain? What is my reputation that people think about? What is left over from what I've given on earth now? And so um, I'm going I'm to ask a question about me, for example. So what do people think about when they hear the name Joshua Philip Santostefano? And I just want you to write this down if you're taking notes. What do people think about when they hear 
and you say your name. But I'm going to go do, do the example for me. So what do people think about when they hear the word Joshua Phillips Santosophono? Moi. Um, and so I'll, I'll give us a few examples what people probably think about. Physically attractive. Come on. Um, best youth leader ever. Come on. That's it, yeah. Best brother. Um, best son from my parents. Best preacher. Um, people probably think um, future of a sexy husband wife. And we all said... Amen. Come on. The Bible says, um, ask and you will receive. And so I'm naming it and claiming it. Um, uh, but yeah, so there's a lot more things that people use will probably think about me as a person and reputation, but I thought I'll just leave it on the, the cream on the top there for us. But, um, um, but let's go back to seriously. Um, what, so those things are obviously who I am and what I am, but I'm going to talk about the things that if my funeral was tomorrow, what I would, I would like people to say about me. It doesn't mean I'm living it, but this is what I would like people to say about me. I would love to people to say, Joshua's positive. Joshua's just an, um, I'd love people to say, Joshua's an encourager. I'd love people to say, Joshua's a releaser. So what do I mean by releaser? Well, we talk about releasing animals here, about some of that stuff. I want, to, I want to be a scatterer where I release people to kill goliaths and things like that. But also, I want it to be like, I'm not threatened. So if Peter becomes an awesome preacher, so be it. I'm not going to be threatened, but I'm going to be to release him into all he can be. If, if Sam is going to be the best, best youth leader ever, I don't want to be threatened and worried. I want to be a releaser. So I want, if I was to have my funeral tomorrow, I want to be known for that. Um, another one, I'd love to be known for just a godly man who lived by faith that didn't just go by what seemed right or what was comfortable. I want to be a person that goes, I'm living by what God's spoken to me about. Um, other things I'd love to be known about is um, I live to please God, not person or man. And so we, uh, it's another thing I'd love to be known about is when people go, you know what, um, Josh was definitely a person that he obeyed God and he didn't really care about what the people in the world thought about him. Um, another one I'd love to say, he was a, a great example of Jesus. It's not a perfect example, but just a great example of Jesus. There are things that I'd love people to say at my funeral. Um, and what do I not want to be remembered for? These are some things as well. So I just want you to, if there's things in your life right now that you go, if I was to die, these are the things I want to be known for. I want to encourage you to write them down and you can start praying for them during the week. But these are things I don't want to be remembered for. Is that I don't want to be someone that they, at my funeral, they go, like, speak about me of going, oh, watch out. Like, I don't want to be someone that was scary or intimidating or just mean and rude that when people see me, they go, oh, you turn, like, let's not get seen by Josh. I don't want to be known for someone who's, who, like, is make people feel like they're always in trouble. I don't want to, I don't have that kind of a, a persona or a character where people go, oh no, what's he going to tell me I feel about now? I don't want to be another, as I said, I want to be an encourager where people seem to go, oh, Josh, awesome, he's going to encourage me. I'd rather have that um, kind of a character. Um, another one is, um, I don't want to be known for someone that just followed the crowd, was indifferent, that's just, oh, they did it, so I'm going to do it. Oh, um, yeah, there's just no, I don't want to be known for someone that just was, Nothing different. I want to be known, as I said before, I want to be known that someone that goes, you know what, I, I listen to what God says and I don't care if I look different to everyone else. I don't care if I, um, um, I seem obviously weird because I believe that that's what God's called me to be like. And so they're just something. So, um, yeah, so write this down. If I was to die today, what is my legacy? If I was to die today, what is my legacy? So what does my character and reputation hand down, leave behind, what is left over? That's a question. What is left over? And so, as, as I said, it's so bluntly, if we were to die tomorrow and we'll have a funeral the next day, what are those things that people will say about us? What are those things that are, are going to be left behind of our legacy? So if we aren't happy with what our legacy is, we need to change our character. Why? Good question. Because our character determines our reputation, which links back to our legacy. 
So, you, so you, you may ask, Josh, how do I change my character? Good one. You might think that. Well, Josh, that's good. You've been talking about to change our legacy, we've got to change our character and change, or to rep, change our reputation, we've got to change our character. How do we change our character? Here we go. Are you ready for this? By conviction. So um, conviction is legacy stones. That's what it equals. So if you're taking notes right down that, legacy, uh, sorry, conviction equals legacy stones. It's funny, but that's what it is. So conviction equals legacy stones. So how do we change our character? We change it through convictions. And so, and we, um, and we change our character with convictions because conviction creates character. Write that down. Conviction creates character. Say that out. Conviction creates character. And so, legacy stones. Our convictions are the foundations of my life. So that's what convictions are. They're the foundations. They're the, they're the things that when everything else is sort of swept past in our minds and in our thoughts and in our, the way we just think about life, our convictions are on the bottom and that's the, um, what we build from in life. And so, obviously, my convictions, my convictions determine my actions. And so, therefore, my convictions determine my reputation, obviously. So, we live in a world, and you'll probably notice that, that it's becoming more and more of a, a place where they say there is no absolutes. So, what's an absolute? So, that's an extreme. So, we live in a world that says there's no yes, there's no no. We live in a world that's saying there's no black, there's no white. We're living in a world that says there's no right or wrong. And so, we live in this world of no absolutes where they go, well, if Carmel thinks it's okay, it's okay. If Leah thinks it's okay, oh, it's okay. If Mariah thinks it's okay, it's okay. But can I tell you, we've got to be people that don't just build on sand like that and go, whatever. We've got to have convictions and we've got to say, you know what, there is an absolute and we've got, to have a, we've got to have this foundation of a legacy stone of a conviction that goes, you know what, this is what we start building upon because this is where we get, well, I'm, I'm going too ahead of myself. So back to it. But where there is absolutes, there are, so, but there is absolutes, there is a right and there is a wrong. There is, guys. There is a yes and there is a no and there is a black and there is a white. There is. And so, which leads to a quote, a great quote. So if you wanted to write this quote down, if you don't stand for anything, you will fall for anything. I'll say that again. If you don't stand for anything, you will fall for anything. And so, um, as, so as this is saying, so if we're standing for something, we have a conviction about it. If we stand for something, we have a conviction about it and we have that determines our character. So we go, this is what our character is, this is what our character says. But if we don't have any conviction and we don't have any character, it doesn't matter what could come at us, it will cause us to fall and stumble and be swept away, crash, boom, push. Okay, <laughs> yeah. But so, built on a rock. So we talked about in that, well, Jesus talked about building on the rock, building on these legacy stones. And so the reason why I'm saying legacy stones is because obviously when the storms of life come, so we're all going to face troubles, we're all going to face any kind of storm. It doesn't even have to be a storm, really. It could just be anything that can cause our convictions to waver and cause us to crash in life. But uh, when you build on a foundation, it had a, the house stood. So when those, those issues and things in life came, the house stood. And so those stones, that bedrock that it was built on was was a legacy stone in a way that it caused that house to stay and remain and be left over. So the other houses, when they're built on no stone, no legacy stone, it had no legacy because when it, the things in life came, it was destroyed. And so that's what the whole thing about having a legacy stone is. It's about having these convictions that cause us to have a life where we remain and we have things left over and not just remembered for nothing. But And so um, so there is absolute, we need conviction and and we need to stand on it so when the storm comes or anything comes, rather than falling for it, we will stand. And so um, 
in the Bible, and if you've been around in church life at all, or been to kids' church, you've probably heard of the things called the Ten Commandments. And so um, to find them is in Exodus 20, and there's also in Deuteronomy 5. And we're just going to pick out two verses from Deuteronomy 5 about it. And so the Ten Commandments were ten sets of rules or laws, um, commandments, of things that God told to the Israelites. And the Israelites were just a group, of, like a country of people pretty much. And it was... Um, Pretty much the convictions he was saying for them to live by, the absolutes that they had to live by. So this is what's right. This is what's wrong. This is what you to build upon. And funnily enough, they were actually on stone tablets. So tablets like my iPad is a tablet, but they had stone tablets, which so it was like written on an actual stone. And those were, um, were legacy stones to that nation. And so this is what Deuteronomy 5 verse 1 says. Moses called all the people of Israel together and said, listen carefully. Say, listen carefully. Sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Um, Hear the decrees and regulations I am giving you today, you may, and you may learn to obey them. Then skip down heat to verse 29 says this, Oh, that they would always have hearts like this, that they might fear me and obey all my commands. If they did, they, uh, if they, did, they and their descendants would prosper. Mm, I love that. So what that was saying is, so um, first of all, like Moses saying, Read these, read these 10 sets of convictions, read these 10 sets of laws, and then, then, then it reads them out. Then it says, if, so God speaking like, if they would always have hearts like this, so if we always had a lifestyle where we have these convictions, where we go, yeah, this is right, this is wrong, don't go there, we can go here. It, the, um, we and our descendants will always prosper. And so... Um, and so, yeah, these commandments were the convictions and absolutes for the people of Israel. They were the stones of legacy. And so Proverbs 10.25, what was it? Proverbs 10.25, that's it. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. That's so good. So when the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. And so this is so cool. When I was like, had this message brewing, Carmel and William last week, they smashed it. Hey, encourage them. Good job, guys. Both of them, both of those messages link into this one. And so Carmel spoke about standing strong. And that's all about this message. We have these, um, these in our life, these legacy stones which help us stand strong. So good job, Carmel. That links straight into us. And then William briefly talked about um, or touched on reading the Bible. And so he's talking about the Vision 180s, as James was telling us today. And he's saying when he started to read that, it helps us develop a way that we can get revelation from God and hear what he's speaking to us about. And so I encourage you, if you want to hear God's voice, you want to hear what God's saying to you, get a Vision 180, use it every day, and you'll be amazed at how God starts giving you convictions and changing your life and all those other awesome things. And so as Jesus said, Anyone who hears his words or teaching and obeys and follows them is someone who is building on a legacy stone because they will stand leaving a house and not crushing into rubbish. And so um, who knows a feeling in life where they're, um, when they're getting stressed out and are frustrated? Who's ever been to that place in life? I have, unfortunately, I can admit that. I've got to a point where I'm just so, I'm so frustrated, I'm so stressed, I'm just overwhelmed. And then I start, re then what will happen is I'll have an outburst of anger. So I'm just, say, someone could just come up to me so lovingly and just ask me a question. And I'm just so frustrated, so annoyed. And so, like, so for example, I could just be like, get sitting in my room and be like, oh, this is going in my head, that's going through my head. Oh, so frustrating, so annoying. And someone will be like, hey, Josh. Um, how do I do this? 
Bob, what do you mean how do I do this? And absolutely go off my trolley. But um, I don't even know what that means, but it sounded good at the time. But, um, and then, I, then, uh, then, yeah, you calm down, obviously, and you go, what was that? This is what I say. I go, I feel like, who was that, Josh? Um, like, that's not me. That's not who I want to be. That's not my character. But um, why? Because I have the conviction. I've got a legacy stone that says, you know what? That was wrong. And we've and we got to be able to go into a place where I've allowed, I've been into a place where, and I'm not, as I said, I'm not perfect. I'm on the journey. But I've got to, I keep allowing to go, Jesus, Speak to me. Jesus, what are the convictions? What are, just like there's Ten Commandments, our legacy stones, what are, the, what are the legacy stones of my life that I go, you know what, that was wrong. I've got to change that. Because I, I should be in a place where it doesn't matter what storms are coming around me, I want to be built on something that goes, you know what, yes, there's storms around, but I'm going to have a legacy stone that goes, you know what, no one deserves that answer. No one deserves to be attacked. They deserve, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't judging me, they were just asking me a question and I should have the, the, uh, the, the conviction that goes, you know what, I can, I can speak to them the way they should have been answered. And so um, uh, we need, and so obviously in life, we can all have these situations where we can, whatever, whatever the storm could be for you, whatever the thing that could be, as, it, as that quote says, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. So if we don't have these convictions in our life, it doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter what the storm is, it will, if we don't have the conviction, we will fall. If we don't have the absolute that says this is no-go zone, we will, we will stumble and we will, and then as I said, those things happen, then at our funeral, what will people think about us? What will people say about us? And so I want to encourage us, our lives are important. You will have, I want to say this to all of you, and repeat it after me, I have a purpose from God. I have a purpose from God. All of you do, all of you have got amazing things, and I don't want you to um, stumble and fall for anything. I want you to stand and go, you know what, this is my life so that when your funeral comes, if it does, hopefully the rapture happens before that. But we, people go, that we can be proud of what, our, what we've left behind. We can be proud of our legacy because we've been built on the right things. Um, and so um, I, I want us to, um, yeah, I might just get you to come up soon, Sam, and we'll play a bit of a song. Um, we need to start digging and hearing God's word. And so just like those te- God gave those 10 commandments to the Israelites and he said to them, these are your these are the things that you can build on to create a legacy. These are the things that you can build on so that you will have a lasting impact. So when, when the, whatever it is that when you look at back at your life and go, I'm happy with the person I was. I might not have done everything perfectly, but I can say I was happy with that. And so I don't want us to live a life with regret, but we look back in five years' time and go, you know what? I've wasted five years of my life. I want us to start going, what can I change now? What can I do to change the world now? Because I believe you, you have that ability, and I don't want you to be for, I don't want you to fall short. And so, um, as, and I want us to, to before we sing these songs, I want us to think about these two questions. What am I remembered for? And it's a question. At school, what are you remembered for? What is your reputation? What is your character? Is that leaving you the reputation that you want to be known for? I believe you all have the ability to change your, your character and your reputation to be all that God's called you to be. And then the other thing is, then, then what am I building on? Am I building on things that can have a good reputation so that I am proud of the person I was, that I'm happy with the person I am? And so now, with those two questions in our heads, what am I remembered for? We're just going to quickly sing some songs, or a song, and just go, God, and I just want us to open up personally to God and say, God, help me create legacy stones in my life. God, we just pray that we can have the wisdom 
and the ability when we read your word that you say this is a this is an absolute I cannot go past that because I want to stand and I want to have something that's left behind I don't just want to be if I was to die tonight I don't want to be remembered for who I am I want to be remembered for what you have for me I want you to be re- I want to be remembered for the good things that you have in my have planned for my life I want to be remembered to be positive I want to be remembered to be an encourager Lord I don't want to be remembered to be the backstabber I am now I don't want to be remembered for the lazy person I am now and so God I was, whatever that looks like for you we're just going to um, go into this song thanks Sam